No fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast, episode 389, sort of. So I fucked up. I made a mistake. I recorded a whole episode in this little microphone. And then I deleted it. And then I deleted my trash. I mean, it is gone. Don't even email me tips. Now, as you know, every episode also has a video component, but... uh, I just use the microphone on the camera for that. It seems to pick up my voice pretty well. But to extract it and just play the audio, it sounds a little weird. So weirdly, the only people who will get to experience what was supposed to be this week's episode, where I talk about an article about how Gen X is now AARP age, and I talk about how I had an epiphany about, you know, almost the thing that got me to start this podcast is the notion of what is your fun as opposed to what you think everyone else's fun is. My fun is not bottle service at the club, listening to bad music and yelling woo. So whenever anyone asks me how many fun plans this weekend, I always just think that's what they mean. And if I am not doing that, I always just, lie because I don't want to get into what I think is fun because I don't want to argue about it. And uh, it never dawned on me to just tell people if I'm sitting here starting a podcast about it, why don't I just tell people what my fun is and see what they say, you know, allow them to be a human. And I actually had an epiphany about how I've been handling that terrible question. So if you want to join, I swear to God, this is not a grab to get you to join my Patreon. And and you'll know that it isn't because you'll see that there's still a half an hour left of this episode. And that's because I'm giving you something else. So let me, I'll tell you what I'm giving you after I tell you, if you want the episode that I just described, it does exist on the video version. I also go into a whole trip about 1980s sitcoms that had to have their Russians are good people. It's just that we're almost on the brink of a nuclear war, but it's not with the individuals. And the uh, Rose writes a letter to Gorbachev episode of The Golden Girls. So if you want to watch that episode, the only way to get that episode is it exists on Patreon. You can go to the link in the show notes. You can go to patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman, J-E-N-K-I-R-K-M-A-N, patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. Again, link is in the show notes. And you can watch that episode by just joining at the $5 a month level. Once you're there, you will have access to Every single video version of the last year, you will also have about, I think, 15, 20-minute bonus episodes, audio episodes from the last year. 
some random stand-up sets here and there. So, I mean, it's not just like you're paying five bucks for this episode. So if you want it, that's where it is. This week, I, I realized, you know what? This is technically leading into a holiday weekend. Most podcasts don't even have new episodes on holidays. I haven't had a week where I didn't deliver an episode in well over a year. So I think everybody can can be okay. I'm sure you're all fine. But just in case you count on it, I didn't want to let you down. Because I think it's fine, of course, to take a week off, but you give some notice, right? You plan it out. Tell people no podcast next week, but I'll see you next. This is this is a, a shock to you. This is like no, I know, I need, I needed no fun today. Today of all days, Jen, this is when I really needed it. So I decided what I would do is release something that previously was only available to Patreon subscribers. So again, um, that's what you're about to get. It's me talking about my excitement about J-Lo and Ben Affleck's reunion. Even if it's over by now, I don't care. I'm happy that it happened. It is a big win for Gen X women of a certain age, a big win for Red Sox fans over Yankees fans, and a big win for fan of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I explain all that in the episode. So just to let you know, so this episode that you're about to hear was the second Patreon bonus episode for the month of May. So how it works is every week, I do a 20-minute audio-only bonus episode for my Patreon subscribers. And it's about something in pop culture or celebrity, which is, you know, I don't normally talk about that on this podcast. So that's why Patreon's a little extra special. If you are a subscriber at the $5 level and up, you get one of those 20-minute bonuses, $10 a month. You get two of those bonuses, plus other things. But two of those bonuses. So this was normally only available to people paying 10 bucks a month. And they'll probably be mad at me and say, what do you, I paid for this and everyone else just got it for free. Look, I'm getting it on all ends in my head. You're all mad at me. I don't know what's going on. I have been such a screw up with technology all week. I have been deleting things. I have been spilling things on electronics. I have been just messing things up. I've been having trouble downloading things, uploading things, things crashing. I'm just going to assume that Mercury is in retrograde because if it's not, then it just means I have a particular curse and I don't want to even have, I don't even want to know about it. So let's just chalk it up to the thing everybody always says. I think Mercury's in retrograde. Great. Me too. That explains everything. So Please enjoy this uh, little freebie throwing out at you about J-Lo Benefer. Benefer! Next week, all new episode of No Fun. Don't you worry. And again, if you want to join the Patreon, it's there for you. It's there for you. Enjoy this week's episode, and uh, here I go. 
Holy shit. Benifer is back. Oh, sorry. Uh, no fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast episode. Shorty bonus episode number two for the month of May. This goes out to my $10 and up subscribers. Thank you for subscribing. Oh my God, JLo and Ben back together. I can't even... You, you don't understand. I know you might go, I'm going to skip this bonus because I don't care. No, you care. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. First of all, let my excitement give you life today. Even if you don't care, doesn't it feel good to feel this energy coming at you? <laughs> Guys, this is huge. This, okay. This story just kept getting better. You know how sometimes... You see a celebrity rumor, oh, Jen and Brad, they were hugging at the Golden Globes and looks like he went to her Christmas party. And you're like, oh, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. And then the next story is, oh, they're just friends. And actually, Brad has a girlfriend and Jen is uh, doesn't want to be with him. And you're like, ah, thought something dramatic and interesting was going to happen, you know, to all of our lives. But this story, it was like, you know, J-Lo and uh, A-Rod break up. And you go, okay. And then they were like back on and then they broke up again. And then they then they show this uh, picture of Ben, ben going to J-Lo's house. And you go, wait, Ben Affleck and J-Lo are still friends? Oh, and then, then the articles are sort of like, yeah, yeah, they've always been friends. And I'm like, yeah, but I haven't seen them hanging out before. I mean, there's keeping in touch, being on good terms, and then there's going to someone's house right after they broke up? Come on. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. What's going on here? And then the story just keeps getting hotter. They go to Montana for their weekend for just, I don't know, some kind of sex fest in the mountains of Montana. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. And then this other story comes out that Ben was kind of like on it. You know, he was on it. Sending her emails. I mean, I love it. So here's the story. Let's, I mean, there's so much to put together. You know, me, me as a, uh, you know, a journalist, a, a real investigative journalist, I have to put together the pieces of this story for you because you have a you have a life. This is my life. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Now this now why <clears throat> why am I excited? Let's get meta for a second. One reason I'm that I'm excited about Ben and J Lo reuniting, even if it's just for some quick rebound sex before they move on with their lives. I don't care. The reason I'm excited about it is the very meta reason of I didn't know I was excited about it. And then when I read about it, I literally felt a jolt of energy go through my body. I felt a dopamine rush. I felt a happiness. I had been waiting for this feeling. Do you understand? See, because as someone who didn't want Donald Trump in office, you think I would have this feeling on a the day the election was called for Joe Biden. I didn't. I just went, okay, that's a relief. And I went, God, why do I want to feel something? I didn't. The, the day that, that Biden was finally inaugurated, 
I want to feel something. I intellectually understood something. This is a big deal. First female vice president, but I didn't feel anything. Then I got vaccinated. I did feel something, but it lasted like a half a day. And honestly, I must say it probably was like my immune system popping off. Then I go visit family. I don't feel anything. When is this feeling that my life has some excitement? When is the hope going to hit? And then this. I, I just click a link. Oh, that's kind of juicy. Oh, Ben and Jen, like, is this real? And then I just, I thrill to it. And I go, God, I didn't even know I cared. And then I started analyzing, why do I care? First of all, this is a big win for Boston. A big win. Ben Affleck. Dunkin' Donuts, the basic, the Dunkin' Donuts spokesman, unofficial Dunkin' Donuts spokesperson. I have enjoyed throughout the pandemic the pictures of Ben Affleck where he is getting paparazzi snaps of him with his front door open, bending down to pick up a giant delivery of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I can't get enough. In his Boston Red Sox t-shirt, not just any old Red Sox t-shirt, but the Believe Boston Red Sox t-shirt, which is specifically from the 2004 epic sweep where they came back against the Yankees in game seven. You do not do that. They had to win all three in a row after that, do you understand? And they did kicked their ass in ways, yeah, the Yankees win everything, but they've never won like that. So I don't care if you win every time. Have you ever won like that? You didn't. Not against your oldest rival. And then they sweep the World Series. You, you, you can win. That's it. They're done. The curse, the curse is reversed. Believe. That's what we all said in 2004. I believe. And we're not going to talk about how that story ends, where all of the Red Sox turned out to be crazy right-wing psychos, and then one of them left the Red Sox to join the Yankees. We don't talk about the subsequent heartbreak, but that year, mwah. J-Lo was with a Yankee. She was with A-Rod. The most douchebag Yankee of all time. What makes him a douchebag? I don't know. I just think he seems douchey. And if you don't like the Yankees, then you don't even have to explain. It's just fuck him. And she goes with Ben. I mean, it's even better than going with an actual Red Sox player after A-Rod because the baseball players themselves, they understand that at the end of the day, there's no real rivalry one-on-one between these guys. Maybe a little, you know, you want to beat someone's best stats or whatever. This is not a sports podcast, clearly, but you know what I mean. But she's dating a Red Sox fan, which is so much worse. Oh, I love it. Big win for Boston. Big win for Boston. Boston's own Ben Affleck, world's biggest Red Sox fan, basically steals his ex-girlfriend back from a Yankee. The story could end there, but it doesn't. That's just my Boston spin on it. Now, here's what's exciting. As a Gen X person, these people are my age, you see. Ben Affleck, 48. I'm 46, soon to be 47. J-Lo is 51. I am not in my 50s, but I am on track. And she is Gen X as well. And she is probably in menopause. And she is hot as fuck. And her younger, just by three years, but hey, this is Hollywood, her younger ex-boyfriend wants her back because she's hot as fuck at 51. 
Not that 51 is old. You know, I'm always ranting and raving, but let's be honest. It gets a lot harder to stay hot at 51 because we are losing the estrogen in our body. We're drying out. We're (laughs) we're pruning up, you know. Our sex drive goes down. Our wrinkles come in. It's hard to keep muscle tone. Whatever size you want your body to be, that is fine. But if you want any muscle tone, you're going to have to work twice as hard for it. And no one likes to do any kind of exercising after 20, let alone 50. She's gorgeous. Look at them. So they always had this sexual chemistry. And it's nice to see that 17 years later, you can still have it. So this is, this is what gives me hope in a, in, a, in a way that I never knew I was hopeless. Does that make sense? Like, because when people always say, oh, Jen, you've been alone in the pandemic for a year. Don't you want a relationship? And when you jump to me picturing myself in a relationship, I go, God, please overwhelm me some more. Why don't you? But if you go, Jen, why don't you go have some hot sex in a cabin in Montana? I go, that I could, that I could do. You know what I'm saying? There's something fun and frivolous and and sexy about this story that's like, oh, right. I forgot that this kind of drama could be available to all of us now if you're vaxxed. I mean, if you're not vaxxed, you could still have this drama, but then you might end up on a ventilator. But you know what I mean? It's a great second act. It's wild. What I like about it, too, is um, it's a real ode to chemistry. Does that make sense? You, you just can't explain it. You got a chemistry with certain people in your life. And sometimes that chemistry is so hot. And the flip side of it is that like you can't make a relationship work with that person, but the sex was always great, you know, or, or there's just something about the other person that makes you want to be around them. And it's sort of like you can't plan or pick and choose. So that there's something about that that's kind of exciting, that like chemistry is all around us and it's in our bodies and we're just molecules and hormones. I think in a way for me, that helps me uh, not take things too seriously in a sense, right? Like I, I really don't know how to explain it, but it makes sense in my head and in my heart that it's just fun. Anyway, so here's the story. So J-Lo, so, so it, it's kind of, a, I'm going to tell it in the correct order, but just know that it started with, hey, they were at each other's house. Hey, they went to Montana. And then the news was released that Ben had been emailing Jen for months. So I'm going to tell the story in that order. Now, I have to say, as a side note, there was a recent little scandal. I mean, it was a mini scandal. It was a nothing But there's this dating app called Raya, R-A-Y-A. It is just for celebrities and people in show business. Uh, I am not on it. I do not desire to be on it. I know people that have been on it and they say it's very depressing for women because it's all older men in the business who want to date 20-year-old kind of OnlyFans type models. So if you're a divorced 40-something, 50-something in show business, you can be an actress, you can be a makeup artist, but you're someone, it, part of it is like, yeah, famous people only want to date other famous people. Uh, I was going to say good looking only wants to date good looking, but let's be honest, not everyone who's famous is good looking. So it really is about fame. You know, sometimes you don't want to date someone that doesn't understand what it's like to be famous, right? And you don't want to put yourself out on like a public so, um, dating app. I mean, because people are weird. Right? You might get a stalker. It's just strange. Seems uneven. 
uh, a lot of times people use the Raya app, like let's say you're a makeup artist and uh, someone else is a costume designer. You know, you might want someone who has the same crazy hours that you do. You're getting up at 3 a.m. to get to set by 4.30, you know. <clears throat> so there's a lot of that too. It's not as douchey as it sounds, but what makes it, like in, inherently it's not douchey. But it would be like doctors only or farmers only. But what makes it douchey is what, of course, you know. Here come the men. Here come the straight men with their midlife crisis looking for wife number two that still has fertilized eggs in her ovaries. Uh, or eggs or ovaries. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. It's been so long since I had a biology sex ed class. But, but here is, so on the Raya app, this beautiful woman says that she matched with Ben Affleck. And then she felt like this can't be the real Ben Affleck. So she unmatched him. And then he made a video of himself and sent it to her uh, Instagram DM. And he goes, hey, why did you unmatch me? It's me, Ben. Now, I, everyone, she put this on Twitter and TikTok and everywhere and was just like, she didn't even really say what the problem was. She was just like, ugh. And I'm like, wait, am I crazy? I don't see what the problem is. I mean, I get, okay, you could argue if someone unmatches you, um, they're not interested and just leave them alone. So maybe he was being a little weird. But I think Ben, because he said, no, hey, why did you unmatch me? It's me, Ben. I think he inherently knew, I bet this woman doesn't believe it's really me. And she's young and beautiful and I could have a shot with her. So I'm going to make a video. I mean, I didn't think it was that wrong. I thought it was more wrong of her to put a private video publicly because he didn't, it's not like he'd start jerking off or saying gross things or fuck you, bitch. Like he was literally like being flirty in her Instagram DM going, hey, why did you unmatch me on Raya? It really is me, Ben. I'm... And that was it. That was the video. It was that quick. I really don't see what the problem is. I mean, I probably would do that. And the person might go, yeah, it wasn't because I didn't believe it was you. I'm not into it. And I might go, oh, I'm sorry. That was a little bit forward of me. It's really not a big deal. We need to calm down. Anyway. So I'm realizing like, am I a Ben Affleck fan? I mean, I think I might be. I'm not even attracted to the man. Like he's, like I'm just not. So it's not about that for me. Um, maybe it's just like this Boston, uh, you know, soft spot I have, but I also have a soft spot for someone that's been to rehab. I don't necessarily want to date you, but I, the man, you know, you know who, you know, who's going to end up the douchier of the two. Like everyone's like, oh, Ben can't get his life together. He's got a gambling problem and a drinking problem and a womanizing problem and the divorces. And you go, yeah, but that's pretty human. You know, he's got his demons. He's working them out. If you got one demon of addiction, you probably got the other kinds too. But everyone's like, oh, Matt Damon's amazing because he, he didn't marry a Hollywood actress. His, his wife is just kind of average looking. She was his assistant. Like we're supposed to like worship him for that. But then Matt was the one during Me Too that was like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like he said a lot of dumb shit during Me Too. And he kept saying it, not doubling down, but like kept making the same mistake over and over. And then he kept being like, oh, I'll, I'll have to be quiet now. And I'm like, you don't see fucking Ben doing that. Not that he's like out there like the feminist hero of America, but at least he keeps goddamn mouth shut. I think Ben Affleck is going to emerge. History will write the story that Ben Affleck was always the cooler one. Anyway, so here's what happened. <clears throat> you know, I didn't realize when Ben and, you know, everyone, I, I've been tweeting about this and people have n not been positive about it. They're like, oh, are they going to make another Gili? And I'm like, I, listen, people, you're, 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 <laughs> you're whittling down their, their hot sex romance to these terrible things they did. But there was this, such an exciting time 17 years ago when they really, um, <clears throat> 
at the time, Ben had this more intellectual, for lack of a better word, because um, he was just, just off Goodwill hunting. He was turning into like a director. <clears throat> ben had this kind of different vibe than he is now. Like it was before he went like total bad boy and people were like J-Lo and Ben. And J-Lo was a little more like I'm, I've got a gun and I'm riding, you know, in this like big SUV Cadillac and I got diamonds. Like she was just a little more like Hollywood, but also a little more tough. I don't really know how to put it. Like, um, like tough in the sense of like independent. Like if you get wrapped up in JLo, then you become like, you can't keep your own identity when you're with JLo. So Ben kind of like went into JLo's world, you know? And so everyone was like, God, Ben's like getting sucked up by this and they're Benifer and, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, you go, well, their identities are kind of really set in stone now. And maybe it, maybe it's just a matter of the timing is better. So anyway, you think you had this whole thing and then he marries Jennifer Garner. He kind of goes, you know, the, the total opposite and, and has this uh, like marriage with kids. And, and it's not this like hot, sexy thing that everyone's writing about. And I never thought about it. I never sat around and wondered, does Ben ever miss Jen or, you know, So I, people were reminding me that he did all this cheesy stuff. Like he wrote some pretty, hang on one sec. Okay. So there's this article called Ben and Jen have never been low key. <laughs> um, Oh, hang on a minute. This is driving me crazy. Uh, every I am a I am a subscriber to everything, the cut and vulture. And I swear to God, every day I pick a new password. And every day I write down that password. And every time I sign in, they're like, this isn't your password. And I'm like, I'm trying to give you my money. But I'm going to try to read it from my phone because it's not going to kick me off there. Okay. In April 2002, Ben Affleck took out a half-page ad in Variety in The Hollywood Reporter to tell his industry peers how much he enjoyed working with J-Lo on Geely. He spent at least 15000 on this stunt, and he told reporters he did it to counter the narrative that Lopez was a diva. I really liked working with her and have been so impressed with her acting skills. In a lot of ways, it was in contrast to what some of my preconceptions were about Jennifer. I thought I'd write a paragraph saying what a professional, decent person I think she is and how kind she is. After a week, uh, a week after the ads ran, Affleck was cozying up to JLo at the opening of her parents' restaurant in Pasadena. By the summer, Lopez had filed for divorce from her second husband of nine months, Chris Judd, and she and Affleck were an item. Benefer. I mean, this dude has stolen her away from two men now. Before the year was out, Affleck proposed with a $2.5 million, 6.1 carat pink diamond from Harry Winston. So, you know, the engagement was famously called off, but recently, this article from The Cut, they, they noticed that Ben has been spending a considerable amount of time flattering Lopez in the media lately for the May issue of In Style, where J-Lo was on the cover. He said his former fiance was the hardest working person he'd ever met, and he accused her of finding the fountain of youth.
Jennifer spent several days with Ben out of town, a source told People Magazine. They have a strong connection. It's all been quick and intense, but Jennifer is happy. Two thousand two. Let's take it back. Jen's wearing baby pink, juicy tracksuits, making out with Ben's on on Ben on a balconies in front of the paparazzi. The famous photo of Ben caressing Jen's ass on a yacht in the Jenny from the Block video. They were hot. They were talented. In the summer of 2003, a few months before their planned wedding in Santa Barbara, Lopez and Affleck told Dateline they were madly in love. But then he went to a strip club and he fucked it all up. They were over by 2004. This article says that what Benefer has shown us is that it's possible to forget the embarrassments of the past and give yourself over to destiny. This has always been five-time fiancé J-Lo's mission. She loves hard and fast. Affleck, too, is not afraid to dive headfirst into a relationship and to make it public. Together, they understand the redemptive power of love and their best angles. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. So here's what happened. When Jen was still engaged to Alex Rodriguez back in February. Now, I think I did a Patreon bonus about this. I forgot. I forget which level it was, but it was about how are they broken up? Are they not? J-Lo was filming a movie on an island. A-Rod flew to the island. What's going on? Well, According to reports, Ben Affleck began writing J-Lo emails in February while J-Lo was still engaged to the former Yankee. The emails reportedly started out innocent enough, but allegedly escalated with both parties. So J-Lo was filming a movie called Shotgun Wedding in the Dominican Republic. This is during the time that rumors were swirling about a breakup with A-Rod. Of course, you heard about it here on the Patreon bonus. The rumors got quieter when A-Rod, you know, went there and they kissed and did it in front of photographers, but it was during that time that she was emailing with Ben. So sources tell TMZ that Ben began reaching out to J-Lo via email after he saw photos of her filming in the Dominican Republic. And also, if he saw those photos, then you know he saw the story that they were on the rocks. And he was like, I'm going to swoop in. According to TMZ, Affleck reached out, told J-Lo how beautiful he, she looked and that he desired to be in the Caribbean with her. Sources say the flirty exchange wasn't just a one-way street. J-Lo expressed how her love for J-Lo expressed her love for Affleck's writing and said he was able to own her heart with his words. They continued emailing until she got back to Los Angeles where Affleck was caught by paparazzi leaving her home. They were photographed together for the first time over the weekend during a snowy trip to Montana. Sources tell Radar Online that J-Lo is just testing the waters and has major reservations due to Affleck's dating video that went viral last week. That's okay. He's a good man and a good friend, He's not husband material, said an insider, adding that she's still angry with A-Rod and might have just wanted some revenge. The video of Ben creeping around a much younger lady isn't helping matters. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's just doing that until J-Lo is ready to commit. That's what I believe. 
People Magazine is reporting that Ben and J-Lo's recent reunion appears to have come at the right time. Ben and Jen were in the same mindset after their breakups. Whether they end up together or not, it's good for both of them right now, and that's not surprising. I love it. I agree. Have your fun. Have your fun. You've got the chemistry. Life is short. You got money. Live your lives. Benefa. Benefa. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Boston. Happy. Happy that A-Rod, because the, the, the whole reason this, you know, trouble in paradise with A-Rod and J-Lo was that he was cheating with a younger woman. So yeah, bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. You don't get me. I'm going back to my ex. The ex that we publicly talked about how good our sex life was. Bye. Go swing your bat all by yourself, buddy. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Guys, this has given me life. I hope this has brought you some joy, maybe a new perspective on this story. Let me know what you think in the comments. Until next bonus, have fun. Have fun. 